Hi there, it's Carlos and welcome to another episode of the Happy Startup School Community Podcast. Now one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs is the topic of pricing and particularly for the purpose driven entrepreneurs. How do you set the value of your products and services and is there a difference between pricing and charging? On this episode I talked to Alan Wick, uh, who's a community member and also our mentor and he tells us the difference between the two and what that means for your business and essentially avoiding burnout. So I hope you find this interesting, particularly if you find it difficult trying to understand how much should you charge. Right, so this is another little experiment with this whole podcasting thing. So the third one I'm going to be doing on Anchor FM uh, I'm just playing around with the app because I found it a really, really easy way just to stick something in the web and without basically getting bogged down with production and, and working out how perfect it's going to be. Uh, today, uh, I'm actually changing it up. So I had thought about just doing some rambling thing on my own. But actually, Alan, Alan Wick, a member of our community, a mentor of ours, uh, an experienced entrepreneur um, and coach, uh, he has uh, kindly enough volunteered to join me today. Hi, Alan. Hello, Carlos. How are you? I am good. You are in another country at the moment. I think it's called Sheffield. It is. It's way up north, uh, Sheffield. Uh, I'm here for a couple of days. Uh, and actually, you know, it's not as cold as I thought it would be. It's similar to, to, to down south, but I'm not going to say anything uh, okay. negative. It won't upset anybody. <laughs> It's not grim, even though you're up north. Exactly. It's happy. Perfect. Happy. So um, we're going to be doing a what we call a campfire conversation with the community um, soon. Uh, That conversation is really going to be based around pricing, because one of the challenges, a lot of early stage entrepreneurs, people in our community, and to be honest, us, myself and Lawrence, when we're launching a new product, it's really, it, it can be, feel like a finger in the air process when you're trying to think about pricing. And so I thought for those of you in the community and anyone else who's listening to this, who doesn't have any kind of strategy or approach or, or understanding about how to pitch the price of their products or services, we'd like go through some thoughts and ideas based uh, primarily on a, on a blog post that you shared with me, Alan, which I thought was really super useful and actually tackles, I think, some of the issues around this. Um, but ultimately, the, our goal is to, to kind of share some ideas that will help that person with getting past that barrier of where do I start with setting a price? So I, I don't know, Alan, what, what experience have you had in terms of talking to people about, you know, their conundrums and issues about pricing? Yeah, it's a really great question. It's a biggie. Uh, It's very common. Um, I think there's a lot misunderstood about this. Um, What I found is that people conflate pricing and charging. Um, To me, there's a big difference between setting the price for a product or service, which I think is strategic and takes a huge amount of thought and research and charging for that product or service that can be tactical and can be changed from time to time according to the circumstances. So this, for those of us who, who kind of get confused by that, because we think if you, if you set a price, that's how much you charge. What, why is that different? Um, pricing is part of positioning um, and positioning is a big subject. It's strategic. It needs thought. What, image what perception do we want our brand to have 
in the minds of the people who we're aiming our product or service at. And that needs to be looked at from the outside in. When, when you or I go into a shop and buy a product or service, or we look to buy products or services, we're coming from the point of view of the buyer, and we're probably comparing price, value, the quality of the service, quality of the product, etc., with lots of other competitors before we make a choice. So we're coming at it from the outside in. So if we're an entrepreneur or a business owner, the, the hard bit is coming out from our, our businesses and looking at the product or service that we're offering from the point of view of the customer. And that takes time, thinking and effort to get that right. It's part of a positioning project. And that means that the price becomes part of the perceived value of that product or service. As opposed to, there may be times when there's a sale on or a discount, there are reasons why something might be changed for a particular circumstance. So that's what I call tactical, what is being charged in that particular instance. Ah, okay then. So maybe to, to help people follow that thread a bit more, do you have an example that people could like uh, latch onto with a specific business or a specific uh, experience that you've had? Sure. Well, the easy examples are to look at pricing with positioning. So if I said brands that we all know, for example, Armani, Rolex, those sorts of things, Apple, okay, immediately, I think we would all think, well, those are expensive, they're premium products. If I look at services, professional services, maybe accountancy, and we look at the big companies like Ernst & Young and PwC, we automatically think and are right to say that their services are priced very high. They're premium products or services. So the perception of those brands is that they are premium. Another example at the other end of the scale is if I said Ryanair okay, or Primark. Immediately, our perception of those brands is they are low priced in their market. Ryanair, the low cost airline. Primark, you know, two or three pounds for a t-shirt and so on. So immediately there's a perception with those prices. And then what, what would Armani or a Rolex do if they want to, if they have a sale? Do they do sales often? The answer is no. They're very careful with their branding. I mean, it can be controversial. There was the whole piece about Burberry being so protective of their price positioning that they would rather burn clothes uh, and millions of pounds of them uh, year after year than have too many sales that's how protective some brands can be of their price positioning so there are lots of examples out there in the market that we can relate to right so when you talk about pricing being strategic uh, and it being a part of the perceived value, it's about the founder or the, the entrepreneur picking the, like you say, the positioning, how do they want to be perceived? So it's part of not just how good is the product, how fast, who the customer is, but also if they pick the price right, that sets the expectations of the customer. Is that what you're saying? It doesn't, because actually maybe flipping it, I think when I'm, well, I think a lot of people, when they think about charging and pricing, they think about, uh, I make X thing and it costs me 5p. 
I should only be able to sell it for 7p. And so they just think of it as a way of just marking up slightly on how much it costs or how much it costs to make. But where I, I understand what you're talking about is, in a sense, is irrelevant to how much the thing costs to make a certain level. It's part of your, uh, what you call it, positioning, how you want to be perceived in the market and being able to confidently set a price that allows people to uh, view you in a certain way and accept that that's actually what the value is of what you're trying to create. That's a really good point. So I'd like to unpick a few bits of that. Cool. Thank you. Um, from from a, a cost to a pricing point in terms of linking them, um, I'd like to decouple them. The two things, of course, have a relationship. That's how gross margin is worked out. Of course, there is. That's part of the puzzle. But if we think of a very quick, easy example is Apple. The cost of the components in an Apple phone is no more than things that are priced much lower, whether it's Samsung or Huawei or others. They've been pulled apart and the, the cost price of the components may only be two or three hundred dollars. And yet they command prices of nine hundred thousand dollars or pounds because over the years they've got that position. A great example is in the clothing business. Um, a cousin of mine was involved in the clothing business in premium clothing and they used to get their clothing made in China. And the factory that made them had lines running for uh, a Primark, Armani and theirs with the same t-shirts coming out with the same cotton, the same material, the same cut. The only difference was the badge on them. And mm. but one was priced at 20 or 30 pounds and another was priced at 150 pounds. So there's no relationship between the two things, the cost and the price. That's that piece. Mm. I think for smaller companies and smaller entrepreneurs, there's also a belief piece that comes into this of confidence and so on. And there I would talk about what is out there. If you decouple the belief of the entrepreneur and what they're pricing or selling in their service from what is the value in the mind of the customer, then the way to judge the latter is, as I said before, to go out into the market, if necessary, get outside help. If you find if they're finding it difficult to see their own products or services objectively and for a relatively small amount of money, get somebody to do a bit of market research to find out what is out there in the marketplace for those sorts of products or services. And then the, the third point I'd like to, to make on this is a really key one, and that is about alignment. And that is aligning, you touched on this, about quality of what people are offering. So I'm not for a moment saying that people, it's a good idea for people to overcharge for something that is worth only a relatively small amount. There needs to be an alignment between the market that the, that entrepreneur is aiming at. Is it premium? Is it high? Are people happy to pay for good quality? So who are they selling to? What experience do they want them to have? Do they care? Do they put a lot of time into looking after those clients? Or is it something that's quite transactional? Then the product itself or the service is it high? Is it medium? Is it low? And then the price, is that high, medium or low? And what I see so many times, particularly among early stage and startups, is there's a 
misalignment between those things and that gets to burnout that's the hamster on the wheel where there's too much service too much time being given for too low a price and that's no good you need all up arrows all high 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 that's h-i-g-h not hello 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 <laughs> across those four areas or uh, is it somewhere in the middle I hesitate to say John Lewis or Volkswagen. I'm always getting accused of being a bloody snob. <laughs> or is it low, 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 meaning like a Primark or Ryanair? All those types of businesses can make money, but it's a question of being aligned across them. Wow. No, I, I, I like the idea of alignment. And it's, it, for me, it speaks to this intention. What is your intention with, with the whole thing around your business, about who you're trying to serve, what is the value that they're going to get out of your service and how much effort and work you want to put into it. And then if those come together in the right way, then you price, those are inputs into the, your ideas around pricing. Um, I think one of the, so to, to maybe end on this, and it's quite interesting, you touched on it about the beliefs, uh, our beliefs around pricing and, and they come down, I think also our beliefs around money and value. Mm. One of the challenges I, I see a lot particularly with purpose-driven entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who, are, who want to make also a positive social impact, is this, this idea around what does money, charging a lot of money for something really mean and how that aligns with themselves ethically and morally because there's this underlying belief that you can't charge too much money. It's bad to charge too much money. Does that make sense? Yeah, and there's a, there are several points there, again, really interesting. Firstly, I see a lot of burnout in people who are wanting to do good, wanting purpose-led entrepreneurs who really want to make a difference. There's a real link in my mind. I don't have scientific evidence of it, Carlos. It's just an observation that those people who want to make a positive difference in the world tend to want to give more than they have the energy to give, and they just overgive. And it's very hard to, um, to it, there's almost a guilt, mm. taking a bit far, with, with uh, how th something is charged. Now I want to pick it apart. What if something is priced at a certain level because that particular service from that purpose-led entrepreneur is really worth a lot. But they make choices during the months, as the months go by, to sometimes charge full price what that service is worth in the marketplace. But there may be other times when they can justify it being given away free, for example, for charitable purposes. But it will be that much more valued if it's priced correctly. And then the individual says, this is the price, the value of it in the marketplace. And for this reason and this reason, I'm going to give it to you for X discount, or I'll even do this particular piece of work for free. And then they've got that flex within, within their system, because what good is a burned out entrepreneur? It, what good is it to anyone? if they're burning themselves out with this amazing thing they're trying to do for society. And they, they, they take the argument of making money is bad too far. 
you've got to have a sustainable business model and look after myself themselves in order it's that thing of being an aircraft when we're taking off and the stewardess shows everybody how to use the oxygen mask first they put the oxygen mask the adults put the oxygen mask on themselves and then they put them on the kids same idea look after ourselves first and have enough energy to fight another day and another day mm. no I, I i like the way that you've linked that to, to the idea of, of self-care uh, and self-care tied to sustainability not only financial sustainability but we need to think about our energetic sustainability as well because if we burn out then we're no use to anyone so what i'd like to do is just break those down those ideas just to make sure that uh, they're kind of clear and point form and so correct me if i go astray here so the first thing that springs to mind is people need to decouple or separate the idea of pricing and charging mm. those are two very different things mm. And then when it comes to pricing, what I hear there is like, you've got to step out of yourself. You have to look at the pricing from the position of the customer and the market. What is out there? What are similar services? Where do you want to be in relation to other brands and other organizations doing work similar to you and the impact you're creating? Mm. And if the price should fit that uh, match those people if not higher if you're delivering more value and then as a purposeful entrepreneur just because you price yourself very very high doesn't exclude you from helping everyone mm. it just sets an expectation of the the time effort love care and quality of service that you're going to you're going to put into this product or service but if you feel the need to give it for free or heavily discounted because of a particular time of the year or particular kind of people you want to help, then you'll ha you have freedom to do that. But that means those people who do still buy your service understand this is a premium service if it is priced high. Mm. Yes. Great. Uh, and the final point I think I had, it's all about alignment. It's no good setting a price high trying to get as much money for something as possible if you don't really believe it's of that value mm. if you don't really have a market or a customer who can essentially validate that price i just cut across one point there it's not about i as the entrepreneur believing it mm. so you said it's no good pricing if you don't believe it meaning the entrepreneur it's ah. in the eyes of the market that matters every time Excellent. No, thank you. Yes, it's very much, the, in a sense, the value is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. If the customer values it at that price, then that price is fine because they'll be happy. Yes. Brilliant. I, 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 that's helped me a lot. Great. I'm, I'm glad that you, you were able to yeah, help, me, help me communicate to everyone else out there that these ideas, and I hope we can get some questions and feedback after this. Um, but is there any other thing, anything else that you'd like to share? Is there anything around pricing that the community members out there who might be thinking of issues that might come up that they should maybe consider? Um, I, I recommend um, having a look at a wiki. Uh, it's a short read um, on positioning. Mm. Um, and... If, if any of the members are interested in a little bit more background, 
there's a, a relatively short book on positioning by Trout and Reese, R-E-I-S, which is quite an easy read. It, it's, it is old by community member standards. It probably goes back to the 70s or an, uh, 80s. Um, but it really is the book on positioning, which includes pricing as a fundamental part of positioning. And I think that will help a lot of community members get clear uh, about this. That's fantastic. No. Okay, great. So the book is called Positioning the Battle positioning for Your Tra Mind. Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. Yes. Uh, by Trout and Reese. That's it. Brilliant. Well, I'll try and get a, a, a link off of you for wh wherever it is on the interwebs and we can share that with the community. Sure. Brilliant. Well, have a fantastic time out there in Sheffieldo. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and yeah, looking forward to hopefully seeing you on the next Campfire Conversation. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Carlos. All the best. Waving from you, waving to you down south from up here in the north. Bye. <laughs>